Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So I've never been open about this, but me and Mike actually had, um, we split up. everyone i'm your host alanized and this is noche de pendejadas your favorite talk show turn podcast and donde yo traigo a tus influencers favoritos para platicar y posiblemente sacarle sus trapitos al sol please help me welcome my guest tonight it's o castañeda hola hola, hola. ¿Cómo estás, I'm, amiga? Good. I'm good i'm good welcome to la well not la orange county oh, yes es tu segunda vez aquí verdad si sí, es mi segunda vez i'm here last time I was here for work and then otra yeah. vez, you know, you know what's so crazy para los que no saben, amigas la primera vez que viniste yes. estábamos en contacto, actually that's how I found you, yes, because people were tagging you and I was here, so she had posted a video donde estaba como arreglándose para venirse a Los Angeles and a lot of the comments, I was getting tagged left and right, like, oh my god, you're going for yes. Alanis' podcast, you're going for Alanis' podcast, I was like, podcast. you don't even know who I am, yeah, yeah, so, no, not that, but yo en cuenta, I was like, ¿quién va a venir? I'm like, who's coming to my podcast because I was getting tagged like by a lot. It wasn't like one, two, yeah. three. No, it was a, a lot, lot of people. Yeah. I'm sure you saw your whole comment I saw section. It, well, because I was in the airplane, so it was Southwest. I didn't have like yeah. a lot of connection. So when I got off, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I was going. I'm like, okay. And then that's when you reached out to me. And I reached out to you guys. And ese tiempo, I was like, hey, you know, I saw you're going to be in LA. Si tienes tiempo, yo sé que a lo mejor ya has estar ocupada. Like, let's get together. Let's film. And we tried, you guys. We really we did try. Huh? It was crazy. 
crazy. Like we tried, but I think we were just trying too hard. Yeah, we were trying too, too hard to make it work. Yeah. That I remember, I still remember you called me because we were trying to figure out her flight back. And I think it's a thousand dollars. It was a thousand dollars for two more days or something like that. And I was like, that's impossible. Yeah, like, I guess so. No, mejor me regreso. Yeah, it was insane. And I literally was like, you know what? I feel like we're trying to make it happen too bad. That let's just postpone it. Yes. Say, I'll fly you out next month. We'll figure something out. Y lo bueno que estás aquí, yes, amiga. you know what? It's actually my second time flying. It was so much better than my first Was time. it smoother? Yeah, well, it was rougher, but I felt more comfortable that... I was in an airplane. And my first time, I was freaking out. But oh, I, it was a good flight. Siento como que era tu segunda vez. Ya te sentías toda una pro. Yeah, ah, I think so too. I'm like, like first class, que, please. Piloto, quítate. Yo manejo el plane. Literally. Literally. I was like, first class or what? Ah, you're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, we don't have the budget for that. Yeah. yeah. Pero en un futuro de mejor sitio. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you here. Casey says, I was looking at your stories and you did a lot yesterday. Yeah, because the first time we came, we really didn't do nothing. So she was like, we're going to go eat. Literally, that's all we ate. We ate back back to back and today we're like we're done like, like hoy no vamos a comer nada no la dieta starts today now because we're going home back home today but oh yeah we just ate we went to Santa, um, Santa Monica that's how you say it and it was beautiful LA is really beautiful let's not talk about the traffic no traffic in LA is crazy you guys and you know what's funny that's why I used to get well not used to because I only did it for like two people I got two of my like old guests mm -hmm. a, a hotel in LA and then when it came down to like okay te tengo, tienes que venir a esta hora they're like oh my god traffic is horrible so that's why I was like you know what les voy a agarrar un hotel aquí cerquitas a dos tres minutos yeah. para cuando se tengan que venir no anden en aporos but I'm yes. so excited que estás aquí con nosotros Thank I'm you. so excited de poder conocerte un poquito mm -hmm. más I've been seeing you on social media y siento como que you're literally on a rise right now like have you been noticing that yourself too? Um, yes I have um, I do sometimes feel like everyone else I'm pretty sure you sometimes yeah. feel like that you feel like damn like you know just overthink but yeah i feel like i'm doing great you know i love my girls I, even guys watch me so i mean i'm just thankful and i i love them so much i wouldn't be where i am here without them so i'm really grateful y yo estoy super emocionado amigas que hoy vamos a poder conocerla un poquito más hoy vamos a poder conocer un poquito más de su historia pero antes de que empecemos con el chisme i'm gonna go ahead y pasarle el micrófono a ella para las personitas que a lo mejor no saben quién es para que ella se introduzca un poquito más de quién es y qué hace so my name is itzel Castañeda, I do TikTok. I do Instagram a little bit, but um, I guess I would consider myself an influencer. I do a lot of cooking, family vlogs, and just a little bit of everything. Any video you upload, it lands on the For You page. You're probably so like, I'm tired of her. I'm like, block. <laughs> I really have been seeing your growth. I see your comments. Your girls are so connected. So siento como que hoy se van a sentir hasta un poquito más conectadas. Voy a empezar con la pregunta del millón. La pregunta que yo siempre empiezo con. Yo quiero conocer un poquito más de eso yo quiero conocer cómo fue tu infancia how are you growing up um, well i think growing up i would say i had a good childhood and a bad childhood um there's just so many things that i learned growing up so i would say it's more my teenage years that i found out just so much more but um i grew up with immigrant parents it was it was really really tough um i have three sisters one brother i also have a well, had a twin brother but he passed away when i was two years old so just growing up was just I was just a little girl having fun not knowing much about life um then eventually I just ended up learning that my real my well the one I thought was my real dad wasn't my real dad he was actually my stepdad oh my god yeah so I ended up finding that out and 
you would think that I probably took it very upsetting, very like, oh my God, I felt lied. ¿Cómo te dices cuenta y a qué edad? Well, I found out when I was like six, six or seven, because I would always use my mom's phone for like everything. I would always use it. And my mom got a call one day and I answered. I was like, oh, hola. And then he's like, hola, mija, soy tu papá. And I'm like, mi papá, mi papá está trabajando. And he's like, no, yo soy tu papá. And I'm like, who's this? Like, hey, pues, quién es? And he said his name. And then I go and I run to my mom. And I'm like, mom, like, me está diciendo que es mi papá, pero mi papá está trabajando. My mom takes the phone. And I don't know what happens after that, but I just remember my mom comes to me and tells me, like, it's because Darwin is not your dad. He's your stepdad. He stepped up over your real dad. And I think... I probably just felt happy that there was someone else who took that role. Yeah. I was not upset at my mom. I was not upset at my dad. I just feel more connected to him than ever because I'm like, who raises four kids that is not yours? After, you know, that call, did you have any type of communication with your biological father? Well, now I started having memories. I remember a guy always being in our apartments trying to, like, just cause problems with my, re my, my stepdad. And... I just have flashbacks now. I have flashbacks of us going to his job. My mom would like try to have him in our lives, but él no quería. So my mom would be like, come on, let's go see your real dad. So now I have memories of us going to his job. I remember he gave me like $5. But you know, it's so weird that I don't even see his face. Like I just remember a conversation. Like, well, like you just, it's very foggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very foggy. And then I remember another one where he's trying to see my other siblings and my dad, my stepdad doesn't let me go. He's like, no, you're not going. And he went off at my dad for like, she's my daughter. My dad's like, no, like she's my daughter. So I remember that conflict in street. And now that I tell my mom, like, mom, I remember she's like, That's crazy, you know? Do you feel like, obviously, you know, that's algo fuerte, you know, a los seis años enterarte que tu papá que te está criando, yeah. is it really, you know, your biological father? Do you feel like that affected you in any way en la manera de que a lo mejor tú no, se, no sabías ni quién eras tú? Because that's a big, like, puzzle piece that you were finding mm -hmm. out at six years old. I think the worst part was sometimes I just wondered why did the person that was supposed to love me didn't I never really wondered who I really was I was just wondering like well how does my real dad look like do oh, I look like him yeah or like why did you leave us like why did you not care so much and so I started growing up my mom started opening up to me because I had questions I would ask her questions and she was always honest even my older sister I look up so much to my older sister because she went through hell. Well, other my other siblings, because they're much older than me. I'm the baby, so you oh, don't mean that. Oh, Igualito. Wait, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, okay. And my older sister's 31, so I'll, when my real dad and my mom were together, and when they officially split up, they were like, she was like 10 years old. Ella lo vivió. So yeah, ella yeah. vivió. My brother, too. I have another sister who's like three years older than me. Ella poquito. But on my older sister, I felt like she went through it. Because my mom was abused. My dad was an alcoholic. My real dad. So... My sister saw my dad, my mom get beat up. She's the one who snitched my real dad out. And that's when CPS got involved and told my mom, you have to leave. Like, you have to. You cannot stay in that kind of like, environment, environment yeah. for your kids. So my mom is cuando se fue. Pero I feel like um, my sister como que me tenía mucho anger growing up. Because maybe I had the childhood that she didn't get to have. I thought she just hated me. I thought she just, like hated me like how was your guys's relationship growing up did tough. that get in the way a lot yeah i did because i remember there was times and i know now she's grown she has her baby she regrets it like she me and her are so close so 
I know it's a lot of her just having a lot of mommy issues, a lot of daddy issues. So I had to understand her point of view. Because a veces me decía, no es tu papá, like stop calling him dad. I'm the only one who calls him dad. And she'll tell me that. And I would just cry and cry and cry. I'm like, he is my dad, he is my dad. She so, would tell you this about your stepdad or about your biological? my stepdad. Okay, okay, okay. Like to not call him dad because he wasn't my dad. Y yo no la entendía. I wouldn't understand my sister why. Like, why are you so mean, you yeah. know? Um, so it was really tough. Also, she was really close to my twin brother. So I think she also kind of missed that part of him. You know, like I have a brother, my older brother, and he would take care of me a lot in Mexico. My sister would take care of my twin brother a lot. Mm. So I felt like she just probably just had so much. Like a resentment, like maybe because you guys were twin Mm -hmm. siblings, maybe at the time she was like, ¿Por qué se fue él? Maybe, you know? I think so. That's how I felt for a long time. And I think she just had so many, like issues till this day she was working on it but she's such a complete different person and I think that took a lot of me to accept and understand because I had my dad you know I had a dad and she didn't and so you know till this day she they all suffer of like Daddy issues. Daddy issues, yeah. yeah. And I think, I'm not gonna lie my dad saved me my stepdad he saved me because I think if I wouldn't have that then I'll probably be in their shoes, you know? And you were really fortunate, too, to get a man to step up, not just to be with your mom, mm-hmm. but to really take the place of a father because yes. escuchas hoy mucho en día de que, oh, my stepdad is this, my stepdad is that, no me cae bien, I don't talk to him. And you were able to, you were one of the lucky ones to get someone that loved you as if you were their own. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Um, I remember there was times where... Um, my my sibling, my older sister was really rebel, right, towards my dad. And she would tell him, like, well, you're not my dad. Like, you're not my dad. You can tell me this. And I would feel so bad for my stepdad because he's he's 10 years younger than my mom. Yeah. So my mom was 30 and my dad was 20, raising four kids on his own. Like, who's 20 raising four yeah. kids? I remember at the time he would just cut yard. But on this was Diaz, you know, $50 was a lot. $100 yeah. was a lot. So my dad really, my stepdad really stepped up and took care of four kids. And so they say, I'm always grateful for him, you know, like I really, really am. So if you would say if there's anything maybe that I lack on, it's maybe just affection. Like, affection. Affection. Yeah, my mom is very old school. She had so much going on that she never really showed so much affection to us. Like, I know she loves me, but she won't say it often, if it yeah. makes sense, you know? Like, it's very, like, special occasion vibes. My like birthday. Probably Navidad. just my birthday. <laughs> just my birthday. Nos platicas un poquito, obviamente, de que a una temprana edad fallece tu twin brother. ¿Qué pasó ahí? ¿Cómo pasó eso? Cuéntanos un poquito más de eso. Well, see, I also didn't find out I had a twin brother until I was, like, right after seven years old. Seven. Oh, okay. Um, I saw pictures, and I asked, and... I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be honest, I never really asked much other than, I had a twin brother, my mom was like, yeah, your twin brother passed away when he was little, as I said, I never asked more, until now, growing up, I wanted to know more, like, how did he pass away, who was with him, because he passed away in Mexico, and my mom was obviously over here in the United States with all of us, she tried to bring him for so long, he never would be able to pass because Yorava, he was crying, he'll have seizures. And when my mom finally decided, well, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go get him myself, he passed away. And I remember they tell me that story that I was really sick. So I went to the hospital and then my brother was in the hospital at the same time. So my mom was crying, like telling God, like, Dios, se me vas a quitar a uno, like, please, like, just leave me one at least. Like, you can't take both. And my 
twin brother ended up passing away. Do you feel like now as an adult, does that affect you? Knowing um, that you could have had a twin brother with you today? Now that I have my twins, yes. Like, I see their bond. Like, yeah, they fight so much, but it's beautiful. Like, it's like you wish you could have had that. You know, nos cuentas también un poquito de, you know, que te vienes de México a una temprana edad. ¿De dónde eres? Um, I'm de Rio Grande, Zacatecas. Zacatecas. You know what? I think estamos vecinos. Where are you from? I'm from Nayarit. But oh. a lot of my uncles were from Zacatecas. Tengo un tío que cuando, íbamos, cuando yo vivía en México, yo me vine como en kinder. Around what time did you come? Um, I was like six months. Oh, tu chiquita. So like, I lived so, in US for my whole life. Es todo lo que conoces. Mm -hmm. Obviamente, te vienes para acá. Do you know a little bit of the story of how you, you know, migrated to the States? Yeah, well, my mom said that back in the day, it was crazy. You can just go through the border. Te mm -hmm. pasaban. Like, you just go through the border and they would pass. So, that's how we, we really just came. Just the car. Like, we just drove across the border and we passed. So, um, we I came at six months and ever since I've been here. But I did go to Mexico recently, uh, like a few months ago, I went because I'm a DACA recipient, so I was able to get advanced parole. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to go visit back to where I am from and now I'm in the I'm trying to fix my paperwork now finally so how was that that's amazing you know it's it's crazy porque también I'm a DACA recipient and I've always have thought about you know doing the advanced parole mm -hmm. para poder ir porque dicen que es super fácil ya cuando yes. aplicas para tus papeles because you no longer have to leave to Ciudad Juarez to like to get fix. the approval um, how was that experience for you vas a México después de tantos años de mm -hmm. nunca conocer y nunca ir ¿Cómo 
fue esa experiencia? Walk us through at least the process too, because I feel like I've talked about this briefly mm -hmm. with other guests, but we've never really have talked about like the process that goes into advanced parole. Well, see, I have an amazing friend. Her name is Jacqueline Gonzalez. She is my lawyer at the moment. And she has helped me so much because around the beginning, I never wanted to fix my paperwork. I didn't want to do advanced parole. I was so scared of just going to Mexico and not being able to come back. So I would always say, no, no, no. My mom would tell me, do it, do it. And I'm like, no, mom, like, I can't. Like, just thought of not leaving my girls behind and never coming back just really hurt me. So I would always say no, no, until the lawyer convinced me. She made me feel very safe, like very comfortable and safe. And she's like, it's going to be okay. She's like, you're just going to apply for advanced parole. Um, if you have any family member over there, que tan malitas or anything like that, they can help you, you know? So I do have a tia. She's by herself over there and she has medical issues. And she was able to give me a note from her doctor saying that she was really ill and that, you know, she would like for me to go visit her. So I got my advanced parole. We submitted the form. I got approved really, really fast. I got approved. And then they send you a date letter and they tell you, you can only go from these days to this day. And you can have like a whole, so busy and you have to leave whatever you're doing to go to that. Appointment. Like you have to drop whatever you're doing. Whatever you have to go. So I remember Mike's, um, the abuela had passed away and we were going to her funeral. It was like so chaotic. Like we, we just, it was just too much. My father-in-law still, he's like, you know what? I know we're going through it, but we're going to take you. Like, we're going to make this possible for you. So we drove, and uh, I think we went to Acuna. We crossed through Acuna. It was really scary. I was so scared to not be able to come back. I was really, really scared. And then going on the way over there, you just see, like, people um, crossing, you know, to try, I guess, Tambien yeah. de Mexico, and it really broke my heart. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I just thought about my mom. I thought about, like, you know, because I know people come here for a better life. So it just broke my heart, and. And as soon as we cross, a whole different world. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, one little border just separates. Hasta el aire se siente diferente, yes. ya. Hasta la comida. I'm like, oh, this food is good. But, yeah, it, it's just so crazy. I, I told Mike, like, dude, I can't believe I have been on this side this whole time. And this is how Mexico looks. So. How, how long were you in Mexico for? Honest, honestly, just for hours. I had to go and come back for the funeral. So we couldn't really stay there for so long, but I could have stayed there for a whole week. Oh, we hasta un mes, no? I've yeah, heard. It's just, you know you get what you get. It's so crazy because I've looked into the process. I've looked uh -huh. into, you know, todo lo que va. And one of the things that scares me because I recently just found this out. I don't know, maybe you uh -huh. can confirm. Que te dan como un papel. Yes. Y esa es como tu take it back. So imagínate, güey, tú vas a México y pones este papelito en tu bolsa y alguien en México te roba tu bolsa, güey, ¿qué pasa? Like, that's the craziest <laughs> oh, thing. Like, you know what? You're a lot like me. I overthink about everything. Yeah, I always think about that because I've been wanting to do advanced parole ya por mucho tiempo. Like, it's been in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, like, it's just going to make my whole process mm -hmm. easier. Pero sí me da mucho miedo porque he escuchado que hay mucha gente por el miedo salen y entran rápidamente mm -hmm. just so they can have like okay I'm here legally like I'm good yeah. but si da mucho miedo imagínate las personas que van y se quedan allá mucho tiempo se les pierde el papel or mm -hmm. algo pasa you guys it is very scary were you scared when it came down to like coming back like you had your papelito yeah. and the officer was like looking at it que estaba pasando through your mind when that was going you on you know why when we were coming back we well we stopped by to eat really quick my father-in-law didn't even let me leave my folder in the car he's like 
tráetelo, like bring it. So we had it with us eating, we had it with us because I did not let go of that paper. I was like, I'm not, there's no way I'm staying here. So when we were going back, you get down to the immigration little office that they have, and I guess when it trabajas, um, well, first you give them a paper when you're crossing, and then they send you to that room, and then they tell you to get down, and they interview, they interview you. Why are you here? And then you just tell them I'm here to see my tia that was really sick. And they're like, you know, this is for just one day pass. You can't come back. Like, they're so strict on that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. And um, me lo dan para atrás. It was so easy. I had the smoothest experience. I know everyone has experiences different, but I think I had such a great experience. Y lo bueno que ya estás aquí legalmente. Aside from DACA, because when you have DACA, amigas, you're here legally. Like, they can't take you out. Pero ya siendo advanced parole, you're, you've entered legally. Yes. So it makes your process so much quicker, quicker. and smoother. You know, quiero platicar un poquito más de tu infancia growing up as an immigrant child with immigrant parents ¿Cómo fue eso para ti? ¿Fue difícil? Not just for you, but maybe seeing your parents you know, yeah. trying to make a living trying to make a life for you and your siblings in a country que necesariamente no es de nosotros. It was really really tough. Obviously my parents are not from here, so it was really really tough to see my dad get up really really early, find a job before they started asking for like socials and stuff like that we used to be good you know my dad used to make good money and stuff like that and then the moment they started asking for like socials and stuff my mom lost her job my dad lost his job um we lost our apartment i remember they locked they used to put like little locks outside your door when you don't pay your rent so they did that to us and i remember my mom See, I was just a little girl living life to me, going in through the window because they've made me go through the window to be able to open the lock and take our stuff out. That was just me having a little good childhood. Like, I feel like they tried protecting me as much as they could. But now that I'm older, I realize what they were doing. So they'll just put me through the window, take all the things out, all our furniture. And we had my mom's good friend that let us stay at her apartment. We were there for mostly a year in one little room. All six of us were just locked up in that little one bedroom Um apartment so it was tough my mom couldn't find a job my dad couldn't find a job they were very very broke a qué edad tú te das cuenta de que el estando aquí en los Estados Unidos sin papeles in effect you know a uno really really bad I used to say when I was little when they were going through that what is having papers a big difference like you're just born in Mexico what's a yeah. big deal I think I started realizing maybe when I was like 15 when I was now seeing my parents struggle financially and know that They couldn't buy things because they weren't from here. They couldn't buy a house. They couldn't. They didn't have money. Or they couldn't apply for this job. So that's when I started realizing whenever I would see my mom stressed out and crying. And I did my own research. And I'm like, well, damn, you can't buy a house if you're not from the U.S., yeah. you know? So that's when I realized that it's important. Like, all of those things, you know... It just affects you a lot. A esa edad, obviamente, you know, you're 15, you're in high school at this mm -hmm. point. Did, you know, not having papers affect you and kind of made you like, oh my God, like I can't tell people that I'm not from here. Like, they, that, did it cause any type of like maybe insecurity? You know what? That's one thing about me. Growing up, I was always straightforward that I was from Mexico. Um, I did have kids make fun of me that I was Mexican and that, you know, was, I didn't have papers. They'll call me like a wetback. So I was, I grew up hearing that a lot. And I think it just made me like me more proud of who I am because now look, now we have a house. I just think I was, have always been very proud from where I am, even though I don't remember much, but I'm grateful. And that's something beautiful because, you know, with my story, it was a little bit different, like growing up. Yo siempre me sentía como ashamed. I always felt like I didn't belong or like I wasn't as 
a good of a person compared to someone that did have papers. Yo me acuerdo, yo llegué ya en, like, kindergarten. So ya entendía, you know what I mean? So I feel like the difference with yeah. you and me is, like, you started, you were here a los meses. So, like, you learned English at the mm -hmm. same level, at the same pace as everyone else yeah. when they were learning. Yo me acuerdo cuando yo llegué, it was elementary so obviamente kids are ruthless mm -hmm. you know llega sin hablar one fucking word in english they introduce you like oh we have this new you know student no habla inglés so please you know communicate with him if you guys speak spanish yada 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 y me acuerdo que de mí se, se, se burlaban mucho me decían wetback me decían que esto otro so cuando yo pude y empecé a hablar bien el inglés I kind of like left that part of me kind of like in the back like mm -hmm. si me preguntaban I would kind of do what Ever it would take to kind of dodge the question, like, oh, de donde vienes, de donde eres, oh, de aquí, like, oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean, like, as a child, como que si te causa mucha inseguridad, y por eso te lo estaba preguntando, because, you know, growing up here in the States without having papers, como que en verdad es otra mentalidad que uno tiene que tener, because it's hard, you know, ahora tú a los 16 años aplicas y agarras DACA, 16, right? Sí, 16. ¿Cómo te cambia eso la vida? ¿Cómo te das cuenta de este programa? Well, you know what? my mom was really like on top of just things immigration stuff so my mom thought that DACA was available and as soon as we, I was able to apply well my sister applied first she's three years older than me so she got it first and then I got it and my mom was just on top of it she's like no and I'm telling you we couldn't afford much things but I don't know how my mom did it that she saved up every dime because I think it's like It's 500 like, to renew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how much it was. Pienso que eran como 700 dólares. Yeah, it's always been over... $500. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I remember it was just a lot of money for us. And my mom saved every single dime she could. We took it. I had no knowledge of what this really was. I just knew I was able to work. Like, I'm like oh, I can make money. You know, I was, I was like, that's that's cool. I didn't realize I could not have a, a driver's license without my DACA. So now that I'm older, I have a lot more knowledge. But I remember going to the office. My mom took us. We did all paperwork. I got approved. We got my DACA. And at this time, I was like 16 and about to be 17. And I was like, I can work like I'm gonna work you know I saw my parents struggling a lot so I'm like they don't have to buy me my school stuff they don't have to worry about anything so I'm gonna work for myself so I got a job at a retail store and it was my first job ever I loved my coworkers. it was just amazing it was an hourly wage I believe I got yeah, $7.50 yeah. but to me that was a lot I've never seen money so I remember still my first check, what I did was give it to my parents. Mm. I remember my mom was struggling and my mom was like, mija, can I borrow $400? Like, I'll pay you back. I'm like, how am I going to ask my mom to pay me yeah. back those $400? I had nothing to spend, like, you know? So I'm like, yeah, mom. So I remember I gave them to her and it was just a bittersweet moment that I was able to, like, help or that I could pay for my own stuff and they didn't have to worry about, you know, I still have Paola because that's my middle name. That's what they call me. I still have Paola. I still had to buy her stuff. So it was a little stress relief for them. And I feel like that's great that you right away, you know, you saw this opportunity because for those of you guys that don't know, DACA is a program for, you know, kids that came to the States, you know, at a very young age, y que estudiaron aquí, y es una oportunidad de donde te dan tu seguro de trabajo, where you're able to live a working life like your average American, and it's a great opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. me ha cambiado a mí muchísimo la vida, I feel like I wouldn't be here working as much as I do if it weren't for that, y obviamente mm -hmm. a ti también te ha cambiado la vida, um, empiezas a trabajar, you start making your money, y te cambias a la vida, do you start helping out your parents more, does that kind of help out with like the whole financial? financial situation 
Um, I think more about them not having to worry about pay for my stuff. Um, even though sometimes they still would. Obviously, we went to go eat. They'll pay for me. But it felt good to be like, don't worry, I got it. Or I'll be able to take my mom out on dates because me and my mom were so close when I was in high school. I'll be like, mom, let's go eat a Tutti Frutti, some ice cream and stuff. And we'll go and I'll be able to pay. So it just felt really good to them not have to worry about paying for me, you know, at all times. How are you in school? Obviamente, at this time, you're in high school. Eras, the shy girl, the popular girl. Eras Pelunera, have you ever been in a fight? I have. <laughs> Shut up, cuéntame. I want to know why. No. why? What I was, happened? I was like in middle school. I remember this, um, some little girl, that I, little girl, like, uh. I was close to her in, the, in middle school, and she was getting bullied by some other girl, and I confronted the bully, and we just fought in, in, the, in the... Who won? I don't think no one won. I remember when my dad picked me up, my mom was so mad, and my dad was like, Te la chingaste is okay. And I'm like, I don't know. You're like, like, I don't know if me chingaste is okay. I'm like, I don't know. But my parents were always like, defend for what's right. So they were never like upset. But it was a small little fight. After that little fight, was the bully like, okay, yeah, no se metan con esa muchachita? Well, see, we were just able to fix things. They were just stopped messing with her. That's good. That's, I mean, that's a good first fight. Like, lo bueno que esa es tu historia, no de que, ay, me agarré putazos porque esto y esto like i feel like no. you had like a good story to like when it comes to getting down because nowadays we hear people getting down que me miro feo because that happens has that ever happened to you maybe like now yeah yeah where you're like staring at someone but like it's nothing mal malicious like it's like oh my god they're so pretty or oh my god they look so good yes. and i'm like i wish you could no. hear my thoughts no that's so true because sometimes i zone out and i mean I mean, I'm a, I'm a girl, a girl. Like, yeah. if you're so beautiful, I will keep staring at you. If you have a big butt, I will be like, damn, you have a big butt? Because, I mean, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah. So that's my little thing. As long as I'd be staring too hard. And be, but because you're pretty. Like, it's not because I think something else. Yeah, know? like, it's not like I want to get down. I'm like, no, no, no. So, <laughs> los 18 años, conoces al amor de tu vida. Que en ese entonces, tú ni en cuenta de que iba a ser tu futuro marido. ¿Cómo se conocieron tú y Maiko? Cuéntanos un poquito más de esa historia de amor. It was our junior year. And we actually had a mutual close friend and um my he was my close guy friend he was his close guy friend but i never realized that they were close and he was just telling me oh i'm gonna ride with michael after school and i'm like michael who's michael and he's like the guy with the red truck i'm like damn a red truck i don't know who that is so i brushed it off and then somehow i just kept hearing of mike michael michael mike and the I'm red like, truck the, the red, red truck yes. and michael was the guy who gave everyone a right to school like his truck was full of people full of his guy friends and he'll take you to school pick you up like he was so nice right and i'm like damn like tienes toda la troca llena not even for me but he was that guy so that's how i met him and we just um he ended up following me on instagram and i was like whatever i'll follow back and we followed back and he'll just blow me up trying to get my attention we switched numbers and we went on a date to wings we went to okay. wings and i remember said yeah él le gusta bone bone bone, in, bone, in, bone uh -huh. con el hueso sí con el hueso and i like boneless and i got boneless because that's what i really eat and he got bone in i mean boneless para no ensuciarse to not get dirty oh, because para impresionar yes, a la hecho, yeah, yeah. Yes. para quedar bien para que no se mire como un puerco comiendo yeah, right? y ahora ya ni le importa y ahora like, he's like fuck it que me like, mire como puerco hasta el hueso se lo come literally so yeah um, that's how we met and everything we just how did you guys make it official como como el te pidió que sea su novia o como pasó eso you know what él me preguntó it was, I still remember it was December 19th oh. and he asked me out and le dije que no le dije no I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. Like, I don't want a boyfriend. I don't, I don't, I just don't want one. He's like, he was the sweetest. He was like, he was so 
gentle, so polite, and he was just very patient. And me dijo, I'm away for you. Y si se esperó, like, he waited for me. And we would still talk. And then he never really asked me out again. We just knew what's up. Did you ever ask him cómo se sintió when you rejected him? Because, te pregunto eso, because me and my boyfriend have been together ya por como siete años. Uh -huh. When I first asked him to be my boyfriend, rejected. he rejected <gasps> me. Mm -hmm. oh. Yo supuestamente bien romántico oh. lo, lle lo llevé a la playa Because that's like his favorite place We had just had dinner Like we were talking Like uh -huh. it was like legit, right? Lo llevo a la playa And I'm like Hey, do you want to be my boyfriend? Me dice que no Pero me dice que supuestamente era Because the date was ugly And I'm like Boy, BFFR Fuck you I'm moving on I really was like Ah, chingas su madre I'll see the next Because at the time I was young yeah. You know, like I had a lot of pretendientes I no, and I remember I was like, fuck him, like, whatever. Two days later, he asked me out. Two days later. Why two yes, days later? Because we had gone out, and funny story, was at, like, the Lego store. Huh. Um, El muchacho que nos estaba ayudando was, like gay and he was hitting on me like oh. my boyfriend would like ask him questions mm -hmm. and he would talk just to me he would be like oh you look so good like it was like a random mm -hmm. like even me i'm like looking back You're i'm like, like i swear to god like my boyfriend probably would have thought like oh you paid him to be this nice because <laughs> I, I swear to god even i felt uncomfortable because i'm like bro like you yeah. see me with my partner siento como que le dio miedo yeah. siento como que miro you realized what he was using he's like fuck si no me, me aprovecho yo alguien me lo va a tomar how did michael react or no te dijo nunca mm -hmm. ¿Cómo se sintió when you rejected him? He never stopped. He kept going. Um, I think for me, it was more, I was just a sad teenage girl in high school that I just didn't want to suffer another heartbreak. So I think for he understood my reason. It wasn't because I was like, no, like, you know, no quiero. It was just, I was just a really sad girl. So I think. In he, what way? I think I just had a lot of insecurities, a lot of insecurities about myself, just knowing um, we struggled a lot financially at home. Um, I know my mom had a lot of problems with my older sister, you know, so I just had a lot of family problems growing up that I just, I was just a sad little girl. I don't know why. I never understood why. If I, I mean, I had my stepdad. I just, I just suffered like a lot within myself. This is ahorita que a lo mejor no sabes, but I feel like a lot has to do with maybe like the things were happening to you but whatever happens in your home consumes you as a child you know what I mean like yo me acuerdo también cuando estaba chiquito si había pleitos entre mis papás si había pleitos like it almost makes you like gives you anxiety gives you like because it's so chaotic you know whether it's toxic or it's like you know money problems it's you know it's a toxic like household in a way and obviamente that rubs onto you and that's why maybe it made you insecure do you feel like your insecurities have gotten less over the years ahora ya que eres mujer yes and no i think once i started social media it made me a lot more insecure because i didn't know i was insecure about certain things until people point them out they're like oh you do this you look like this that made me more insecure but um i think that's probably the only part but i mean i think everyone fights their own insecurities yeah. every single day so that's why i'm always like don't judge people you know people look the way they look that's how god brought them and it's okay and especially if people like to change how they look i'm all for it go get that baby go get those botox do what you gotta do to make yourself feel good that's the thing with social media pienso que la gente se le olvida que al fin del día eres un humano yeah. al fin del día tienes sentimientos al fin del día mm -hmm. you have insecurities yes. y i've never understood what's up with people cuando they like to attack people on their insecurities and i'm like wait a ver mirame me quiero verte a ti. Ah, And I don't even have a picture. Exactly. Oh. I know. Es estar más culero que yo. Le aquí criticando. That's yeah. crazy. So, a los 19 años, mm -hmm. sales embarazada. A year later after meeting Michael, ¿cómo yes. te das cuenta de la noticia? So, obviously, me and Mike were never safe. But um, 
I don't know, just pregnancy didn't cross our heads, I guess. It was for a long time. Like, you know, it just never crossed our heads. And, I mean, we probably shouldn't have been surprised when we found out. But whenever I found out, I remember I was late on my period for, like, so long. I was probably, like, over 30 days. But I would take pregnancy tests back-to-back y me salían negativos. Negative, negative, negative. So at this point, me and Mike were having issues. We were in senior year now. So all his friends were part. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and I was more of I'm a more homebody person so you must get it on dates and he was like well let's go to the club I'm like dude like I was I'm older than Mike and I was able to get in a club but he wasn't so I'm like how are you gonna get in the club yeah like you're not even like and I'm pregnant yeah well I wasn't pregnant oh you weren't pregnant at the time okay okay. oh oh, yeah yeah, I was pregnant but before I found I was pregnant he was trying to like oh okay okay okay, I was pregnant and then whenever I found out I was pregnant me and him were broken up like we weren't even together but we would still text and I told him there's something wrong with me and I was like I don't know what you gave me you probably gave me STD or something I was blaming him and he's like dude I'm only with you like what do you mean and then that's when we went to the doctor and we took a test it was time for like a real actual test because those pregnancy tests were not working for me so when we went and I took the pregnancy test it came back positive <gasps> I was having really heavy bleeding like maybe like a week before no maybe like four days before my appointment and i thought i was having a miscarriage or something so i was like oh my god maybe i was pregnant i wasn't taking care of myself and i just had a miscarriage or something um so whenever i got approved for i mean whenever it was positive for my test they told me to do an ultrasound to confirm that i was still pregnant so um después de eso i got an ultrasound and to confirm i was pregnant but i said i'm baby oh at the time mm-hmm. oh, okay the well, time. because you're si no saben amigas tienes twins yes, which we'll get into that a little bit quiero saber cómo fue su reacción de mike y tuya you know vas al doctor uh-huh. tú pensando acá que ay tengo estiris o algo <laughs> y llegas y te dicen no mi amor estás embarazada 
honestly, Mike wasn't in the room with me. Like, I was like, no, you're not coming in with me. I'm going to go by myself. Yeah, like, so, we're broken up. Yeah, ah. we're broken up. <laughs> Stay over there. You broke up with me. <laughs> um, so he was over there, and then I go, le texteo, like, dude, I'm pregnant. He's like, dude, you're lying. I'm like, no, I'm pregnant. He doesn't text me back. I walk out of the room, and he's paying for the visit with that. He's all paying, and then he's like, what do you mean you're pregnant? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm pregnant. And then he's, and he's just in shock, and I'm in shock, and we're laughing in the car. When we get in the car, we're just laughing. And Luego, we just, <laughs> we're just laughing. Like, we're in shock. But the next day, it kicked us, and we started crying. Like, he cried, and I cried. What was, like, your initial thought? Obviously, you were 19. Apenas estabas empezando a vivir tu vida como adulta. Did you ever feel like, oh, shit, like, what did I do? Yes, I felt like I didn't realize what I was doing. Like, I knew my parents suffered a lot financially. I knew I wasn't set. I knew I wanted to go to university. I knew I wanted to do so many things for for myself, and I'm sure he did, too, that I just felt like, damn. But I tried to not have those feelings a lot because... I was already 19. I knew what I was doing, yeah. you know, like I should have taken care of myself. So I couldn't really like think like that because I should have just been careful. ¿Cómo le das la noticia a tus papás? Like, did they take it well or um, cómo reaccionaron? Well, see, and I didn't, I have made a story time, but I didn't include that in my story time. But prior to me telling my mom I had already known I was pregnant, I ended up having like my nephew was so close to me so attached to me you know they say those myths like so attached to me and michael and my mom me dice, no me vas a salir con tu domingo siete. No, we better be pregnant i'm like mom no and i'm like why would i say no like i was pregnant oh ya sabía i was already oh, no yeah was a week after i found out i would have been like Ay, a la mejor si pasa pasa to warm it up <laughs> no i was so terrified because my my other sister was just three three years older, older than me she got pregnant 19 that man mm, so my number mom got pregnant 19 i'm like mom we're following your footsteps no i'm just kidding but ended up telling her and when i got home from school she's taking care of my nephew and then i told her i'm like mom like i need to tell you something she looks at me like okay and i'm like she's like that's embarazada she said it for me i'm like yes and she's like Por qué, Paola? i told you like she was so disappointed because like i said we were so broke that my mom i would do college classes in high school and my mom would save every single dime to still be able to pay for my college classes so i just i think that's where she was hurt did you feel like you disappointed your parents especially oh. with everything that was going on in your mm-hmm. guys's life yes i think big time I think especially my dad. I was my dad's little girl. I think that's, I love my mom, but I think I hurt my dad a lot more with uh, me coming out pregnant. Nos cuentas de que empezaron a llorar, tú y Mike, el próximo día después de enterarse que están embarazados los dos, because, mm-hmm. you know, ya se uno. Yes. What was the combo? ¿Qué, qué, ¿Qué se dijeron? Like, did he was like, pues, it is what it is. We have to do it. Or what was the initial combos at the beginning? Um, You know what? I, I remember I told him, like, you don't have to be in the picture if you don't want to be like I understand like and he he was very mature about it because I still remember he was like I knew what I was doing we both knew what we were doing just never happened for a long time so it was just it was consequences right so he was very like no I'm gonna step up it's just hard it's a hard situation that we just have to grow out of you know like understand that this is our life now at the time of you finding out you were pregnant Mm -hmm. it was one sack one baby Mm First of all, how do you find out about this big news? Because I'm sure, you know, okay, we're having a baby. And then you're like, oh, no, babes, you're having two, two babies. babies. I've noticion. Like, ¿cómo pasó yes, eso? It really was. It was uh, so since, you know, they said the myth, if you're a twin, it either skips a generation or you'll have a twin. So I would 
always say growing up whenever i found out i was a twin i would always tell my mom mom i want to have twins like uno ya god right i'm like i want to have twins i want to have twins well whenever i met mike and we would like have little conversations i would tell him dude i hope i have twins he would tell me you're never gonna have twins people who want it like that they never have twins it's like one in a million chance and i'm like like he ruined my bubble right so whenever i found out i was pregnant it was just a one little dot you can't even see if it like the baby so then i go to my eight week OBGYN appointment and they insert like the vaginal one and all the doctor tells as soon as he inserts it i see two like it was so clear and i'm like is that twins and he's like oh congratulations and michael was zoned out like he was just staring at me he he's like why are you crying because it happened so fast i'm like dude we're having twins he's like what and i'm like yes look and i point at the camera and that's when he saw the two babies and he was so speechless like he was speechless i was crying and my mom estaba ahí mamá te dije que ibas a tener twins te dije te dije and i'm like oh my god my mom was right at that time Time. you guys were super young obviamente you guys didn't have the income you know at the time uh was that hard you know obviamente preparing for two babies instead of one porque me imagino que ya con uno you guys were like como le vamos a hacer que yes. los pampers que la comida ya te dicen que son dos like, what yeah. was you know that combo after finding out so when we found out i worked in retail and mike worked at home depot and obviously i was still in high school and he was still in high school i had i was so close to my teacher and my counselors and I remember I went and I told her I was pregnant with one baby and I told her I wanted to graduate early because I had all my um, credits I could have graduated and she's, she would try to convince me to like just finish it there's a lot of girls who have gotten pregnant they still walk they still go through them so I'm like you know you're right and then I, I go and I found I'm twins and I go back to my counselor I'm like I need to graduate ASAP like there's no way so I end up graduating early and Mike does too he follows my footsteps so then he gets his first big boy job at the plants at the refineries and he hates it he completely hates the job that he was doing and I had to call off work because I was already like four months pregnant and I was um, high risk since I was four months so they I had to always be in bed risk or just not be working a lot so he was just taking care of me financially so it was really 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 tough even till after the girls were born like i would probably live my parents life whenever you know it's with me so it was really tough on us we were just young trying to survive i feel like for young parents it's always so hard because you're like fuck like i don't know what to do how to do this shit nos cuentas un poquito de que you had a high risk pregnancy cuéntanos un poquito más de eso I think, I don't want to say it was horrible because I, it was amazing raising two babies in my tummy, but I just suffered so much. I had preeclampsia that I was always just in bed. I never wanted to do anything. Um, I never realized how severe preeclampsia was until I gave birth. I was always at doctors every week. Ever since I turned four months pregnant, I had a high risk that I was at doctors every single week getting ultrasounds. If not one doctor, it was the other doctor. So it was really tough on me. I just felt tired and draining and my whole body changed. Like I got so swollen that I didn't even recognize myself. I remember and I think that's my biggest fear getting pregnant now like i didn't you know but i didn't know better at the time you know like i would eat whatever because i was pregnant like, like, i used to eat the, the um, jack in the box the chicken sandwiches my comida oh. those with two jack in the box tacos <gasps> and you're like las cosas que tengo dos bebés yes. para cada uno. Excuse, but i never realized preeclampsia my doctor my OGYN was never open about what preeclampsia was what is that if you can explain a little bit because i'm not knowledgeable uh -huh. and i'm sure a lot of people at home might not know what it is explicanos un poquito más de qué es eso so preeclampsia um it's usually whenever you have high blood pressure throughout your whole pregnancy it's really really severe because one 
your babies don't get oxygen other and then when you give birth you know having your blood pressure when you're pregnant is not good like it's just not good so it just suffer it just doesn't let your baby get all the nutrients and just a lot of stuff like that honestly i don't know detail by detail but i just know what i learned after i gave birth it's just it's really surreal was it scary in the way of like during your pregnancy pasó algo where you're like oh my god like i don't know if my babies are gonna make it because nos explicas un poquito that it's hard for the babies to get the nutrients <sighs> no um it happened towards the end when i was about to give birth that's how i deliver the girls early but because i am a hundred percent feel like my OBGYN wasn't more opened about preeclampsia and didn't give me not enough knowledge about it because I didn't take it serious. I just knew I had it, but they never told me, you can't do this, you can't do that, you need to watch yourself. I never got told any of that. So I never realized how serious it was until I was giving birth. So you were living your pregnancy like, oh, I have preeclampsia, yeah. pero como si nada. I could have died and I didn't even know. Like, how was your, you know, your giving birth? Nos explicas que you didn't realize and you didn't see how hard or how it can affect you till you gave birth. How, por qué dices eso? Like, what did you realize or what was going on in your birth that made it hard and made it finally sink in? Well, whenever I was giving birth, I was 34 weeks pregnant and uh, the day that I was about to give birth, I, I turned 35 weeks and I knew the girls were like four pounds, right? They were so little. I go on my normal regular checkup and they see an ultrasound that baby A is not getting no oxygen. Like she's not getting any oxygen, but they don't tell me anything until I drive off. We're leaving and they call me, hey, can you come back to the office? I'm like, why? Like I was just there. They're like, well, it seems like baby A is not getting enough oxygen and we need you to come back immediately. My heart drop my heart sank i'm like i was just there like usually what they do is they do the ultrasounds take it to the doctor they confirm that everything's good and then they send you home so that's what they did to me they sent me home so i went home tu confiada, que con todo confiada, bien. but not everything was okay so whenever i come back um to the um to the doctor they tell me you need an emergency c-section like mm. the babies are not getting oxygen so i freak out and i'm like like first i don't want surgery second like I ended up finding out, like, you can die giving birth with preeclampsia or just giving birth, no health issues at all. You can always just die, you know, giving birth. But knowing that I had preeclampsia was so scary. And I gave birth to the girls. That day? That day. It was literally so fast within two hours. Had you gone to the doctor's appointment sola? My mom would go with me every single time. So, like, Mike ni en cuenta de que they were going to rush you to give birth. Mike didn't know. I ended up texting him. I'm, um, I'm like, dude, they want me to give birth right now. I knew with twins it's accurate to give birth early, but he was at work, and he was like, do you want me to leave do you want me to leave early? And I'm like, no, it's okay. And he's like, well, you're crazy. Like, I'm on my way. And he left. And I gave birth within two hours. Te das cuenta that giving birth is dangerous, mm -hmm. you know, that you can lose your life. Did you ever have a combo with Mike de que si algo pasa, salva las girls? Was that ever a combo that you guys had, especially because yeah. of how high risk it was? Honestly, no, I never did. I think I was all about my mom at the time because, I mean, I was pregnant and my mom knew more. I was all about my mom that whatever my mom wanted to do, it, it was up to her but being a mom and when I was pregnant I would always say I would save my babies first yeah. I've always said that um you know I know there's different opinions but just for me at that time when it was a scary moment I just couldn't think about my babies not being here so you give birth llega Mike a tiempo 
Yes. Okay, so how was that? You know, cuéntanos un poquito más de, wow, now I have my babies mm -hmm. aquí conmigo. So the first night, whenever I gave birth, I remember, I'm not going to lie, Mike was horrible. Like, he was so tired. He did not stay up. He just couldn't. Let me say, mom, help me. Mom, help me. Until my mom was like, y'all need to learn. Like, y'all going to have to learn today. We're going to leave the room, and y'all going to have to learn. And I think that's the day that I kicked in. When everyone left us alone, that I kicked in, like, oh, damn. Like, we're parents of two. And it was tough because baby B, which is Bella, she had a lot of spit up. And I would not sleep the whole four days because I was there for four days. I did not sleep because um, my blood pressure was still high. But I would not sleep because I would be scared of Bella choking on her milk. So... I wouldn't sleep. It was so draining. I remember they tried to wake me up because I finally fell asleep the last day when I was about to get discharged. They tried to wake me up and they couldn't. All mm -hmm. I hear is my mom screaming like, Paola, she thought I, I don't get, yeah, 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 yeah. And the doctor walked in. She was like, she's just tired. Like, she's resting. Exhausted. Yeah. I was actually seeing a TikTok, which is, I, I it was like a whole, it sparked like a whole conversation within myself. It was actually a video of Wendy and Evelyn, the twins. No mm. sé si las conoces. Um, era el video donde Wendy was giving birth. It was like a clip where Evelyn was crying that no one was paying attention to the mom. You know what I mean? Wow. After giving birth, which is very true. You know, mirase cuando van los familiares to meet the baby, like you kind of disregard the mom. It's kind of like, oh, they have el bebé. Oh my God, como salió todo el bebé. Obviously, you're excited, but I feel like a lot of the time we tend to forget that the women that gave birth, o sea, la mamá, is exhausted, is going through it. She literally just pushed out a baby. What was your mental state at that point? Obviously, you had been exhausted, you were drained, you had just given birth to two twins. I was so drained that all I knew that everyone else was going for the babies. Um, obviously, I knew my mom was just there for me, though. Like, yes, she loves her granddaughters, but I'm my mom's baby. So I knew she was there to take care of me. Um, it was really hard. That That's the hardest me might go through because he has a huge family where we're from like in houston everyone is so close to him that he was so excited and his whole family was so excited that they were just showing up right and i was like and i love them you know but i was like mike look how i look like i felt so ugly i felt disgusted i just felt like i don't want no one to watch me i didn't even want my dad like to be there like and you just went through a whole labor yes. how many hours were you in labor it was quick because it was a c-section two hours two oh, hours shit, it was so yeah, quick yeah. I had but to you were in pain but you I was obviamente in pain. Tatua, like you know what's funny I actually just had that combo not too long ago with a friend because a veces como hasta da miedo to like put boundaries because you don't want family yeah. to be like oh why is she being weird why is she not yeah. wanting us to come mm -hmm. pero a veces en verdad si necesitas como mamá and just as a couple yes. to like have those moments in the hospital as a breather yes. you know what I mean like I remember when my best friend had her baby mm -hmm. um, she was like telling me about it you know me estaba contando no necesariamente like oh i don't want you to come but she was telling me kind of like that like yeah. all the family's coming I'm, i'm overwhelmed you know like i just want to relax like i don't want to feel like i have to entertain because yeah. tienes que entretener, yeah, you yeah. know what i mean like como te sientes mija like girl i don't want to hear it like i don't want to talk like i want to chill mm -hmm. y yo me acuerdo que yo le dije a mi amiga le dije hey friend like i know you're overwhelmed you know you're gonna give birth yo me acuerdo que yo le dije yo Voy a ver y voy a conocer a tu bebé cuando tú estés lista. If it's a week out, I'll go see you a week out. Was that kind of something you wish you could have done? I think so. I think maybe just until I was out of the hospital, at least, for yeah. sure. Um, just because, again, I didn't sleep those whole days. So 
people were coming and I just felt very not because I don't like them or anything like that it's just I felt very overwhelmed within myself yeah. like I had to check on the girls and then like you said entertain guests you know so I just told Mike it wasn't the time for people to come because when I tell you it wasn't just two people okay it was like my whole family. Big family like el tío del tío y blah, blah, blah. so I'm like I can't do that right now like baby el primito el primito el yeah. primito ah you're like even the whole newborn baby the la tía wants yes. to meet the new baby that's crazy so that, that's what I just felt. it's a very Hispanic thing though like I, I will want to say that I feel like now yeah ya que estoy un poquito más grande like I do want to say like whenever my friends have babies like I'm very respectful mm-hmm. I try not to go visit them at the hospital which sounds very bad you guys because I know a lot of you guys are going to be like oh my god like mm-hmm. why don't you go but like if we're being honest like en esos momentos son los momentos donde menos quieres que not to bother you yeah. but it is kind of bother you're over here recovering you're over here like unless I just she, gave birth unless she tells you hey come on over come on over yeah yeah, yeah 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 and I feel like you know a veces uno como hermano como primo como like someone that loves a person that just gave birth quiere a huevo ir a conocer you know mm-hmm. but like sometimes tienes que poner en mente that like is it the yeah. right time did they approve are they okay did they invite us yes and that's what I told Mike, um, because I didn't mind, I didn't mind his brother being there or his mom or his emergency family. I didn't mind. I just told him, like, babe, let's just wait till we go home. Yeah. You know, because it's tiring. (laughs) So you go home, you start motherhood, Mm -hmm. obviamente. Was that hard, obviously, adjusting, you know, to like now having two babies at home? Te volviste loca. How was like the beginning months before you actually adjusted to, you know, being a mom. Being a mom. So whenever we went home, I remember my mom did help me the first two weeks. She helped me do the night feeding because it's every three hours. But it was time for Mike to go back to work. And my mom stopped helping me at night because, I mean... I told my mom, one of us has to be rested. You know, there's no way. So my mom would sleep the night shift. And Mike helped me for a whole week. And it was time for him to go back to work. So that's where it kicked my butt. Like, I had to have one twin here, the other one here. And then with the bottles and having to keep them at the same schedule. Because that helped me to this day saved my life with the girls. Keeping them in the same routine. So it was really tough. Sometimes I would cry because I was so tired. Like, I just couldn't sleep. Like, you were overwhelmed. Did you ever get, like, postpartum? depression um no i don't think gracias a dios that i suffered postpartum maybe just within how i looked myself um i was really insecure obviously because your belly is floppy and like i don't look the same but i don't think i suffered of any postpartum because i don't know i just don't think i did like you were just like i love my girls like i'm here but you know what's so crazy like i've talked to a lot of mommies about Mm -hmm. postpartum i feel like even like how you felt that can be a postpartum maybe like it didn't get grabbed to the point where you're like oh i want to harm my babies or i want to harm myself but that postpartum period is very normal for you know women to not feel themselves Mm -hmm. for them to feel like you know their body a lot of women feel like wow okay se con mi cuerpo but it's important that you knew that you had just given birth to two babies to two beautiful babies Mm -hmm. y que es un logo you know as a family what do you feel like was the hardest thing that you guys went through or that you guys had to adapt to when it came to like being a family i think the hardest part was deciding what kind of family we wanted to be you know because obviously i grew up to me my parents are together because my step that's my dad he grew up and he's okay with me saying this he grew up with divorced parents so his parents were together and they divorced when he was like i believe seven and then they did get back together so when we were trying to build a family they were together and he was used to seeing them a, a certain way and i was used to seeing my parents a certain way which my family was very family connected orientated like we do everything together yeah. he wanted more like well 
you can do this and I'll do that. And I'm like, I want to do it as a family, you know, like we need to do this as a family. So we bumped heads along, like, how do we want to be a family? What's our rules? What's our family rules? What's our family um, goals? Yes, our goals, like... Just, you know, like, I, I understand that my, my family's a certain way, and I understand your family's a certain way, and we don't have to be like them. I was like, but we can create our own and agree to that, you yeah. know? And that took us a long time to realize and be okay, because that was mostly of our arguments. Like, he wanted a certain way, and I wanted a certain way. So I think it's a big part of, you know, once you have family and kids, you have to always understand each other and be so understanding with than one another because if not it won't work eso pasa mucho with young parents you know yeah. obviamente you guys had your babies at a super young age en una edad donde uno quiere estar de fiesta donde yes. uno quiere andar en el desmadre obviamente pero ya no se puede hacer igual you know obviamente you can have fun but ya no es igual what do you feel was like that moment where you guys finally synced together and you guys were like you know what we both are seeing eye to eye mm -hmm. we both know that we don't want to be out parandeando mm -hmm. like we have a family now what was that moment for you guys where you feel like okay like estamos en la misma página so i've never been open about this but me and mike actually had um we split up for a while before i even did social media it was not even a while it was probably a month but to us it felt like eternity yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um, we especially as parents yeah, yeah we split up um and it was very tough like I knew that's not what I wanted and he knew deep down that's not what he wanted and I think the moment we realized is when that whole month when we weren't with each other like we realized like you know screw everything else like let's let's just do it together like we we got this you know especially porque en ese mes i'm sure that you guys were able to like go do what you guys wanted to do like mm -hmm. go have fun whatever it was mm -hmm. and then you realize like no that's not mm -hmm. what i want to do like i see myself being a father mm -hmm. like i have my kids like porque ando haciendo yeah. parandeando or doing whatever it is like when i want my family yes. was that like a thing for you guys well, right honestly quick? we never really went out that whole month like when we hicimos nada we I think just sleeping by ourselves. Well, he said that his biggest um, hurt that he had was whenever he wasn't with us or the girls. Like, he knew that that's all he wanted was just me and the girls and nothing else mattered. Um, and also, I think it has to do with a lot of who you connect yourself with, you know, who you surround yourself. Because I feel like you can be married and hang out with single people, but there's single people that don't um, respect, respect yeah. that fact that you have a family now and you have kids. And, you know, so I think that us changing who we hang out with and surround ourselves with had a lot to do with how well we work with each other now. Platicamos un poquito de que obviamente it's really hard for, you know, young parents to get on the same page and be like, okay, we need to do this for our family. We're doing this for, you know, our girls. Es un consejo que tú le puedes dar a any young parent watching this that is maybe struggling with creating a family, with making their family feel like a family. I think a lot of compromising. I think if you don't understand each other's feelings, it won't work because I've always told Mike and he has always done the same thing to me. He might think my point is so invalid and so dumb, but he's so understanding and he'll be like, you know what? I know that hurt your feelings. So I understand and I won't do it again. Or I understand this won't happen and same vice versa. Like I might think what he's upset about is so dumb, but I, I had to understand that his feelings are so much different than mine. So a lot of compromising. I think that's the biggest thing in a relationship, compromising. Even if, I mean, obviously love too, but I think the compromising is my biggest one on my list because that's what helped me in my... Si te sientes cómoda with sharing, what do you feel like was your biggest compromise? Like something that you're like, okay, you know, maybe I don't agree fully, but I can live with it. Mm, I think maybe his work industry. 
um, he worked a lot out of town. It was really tough because he he's a welder. So El Terco want to be a welder, want to be a welder. And we suffered a lot financially as well the first three years trying to be parents because he wanted to be a welder, he wanted to be a welder. So I told him at the end, it's not that I'm not supporting your dream. It's just you will go months without working. Like we need a backup, you know? Yeah. But I tried to um, just compromise and understand that that was his dream. And I had to keep going until he realized that. Hasta que ya, yeah. hasta que él mire. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes cuando uno está de que ya no, 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 como que se empican más y quieren yes. hacerlo más. But you were perfect in the sense of like, you know what? I don't think it's going to benefit us in the mm -hmm. long run. No lo está mirando él ahorita, yeah. pero como dices, te va a llegar un momento donde va a decir, güey, me estoy matando, me estoy haciendo yes. esto, otro. I'm working so hard and no estamos progresando. Yes, and you know what? He used to work out of town. He used to work crazy hours. I started doing social media and I would do it for fun and, you know, and ended up working out that, um, thankfully, I think like maybe eight months, he ended up telling me, you know what? I think it's time for a career change. And I'm like, do it. Gracias a Dios. You can be off for work for a while and we got i got it like you do it you know we're a team it's no who yeah. pays the bills who's this no it's just we're a team my money's your money and your money's my money so he did that he ended up changing career paths no le gusto no le gusto for what did he choose he was doing the cdo driving right because oh, okay. his dad has his business so he's like let me do it with him he had to take classes do the practicing classes he's like let me do it we can probably because that's one of mine my extreme is own a CDO company because they make money. <laughs> so I told him, you know what, we can we can do it. You can drive if you want. So that's why he was off for a good six months. And he was like, babe, I can't, I don't like it. So I'm like, you know what, then okay, go back to welding. Like, if that's what you like. But he's like, I promise I'm just going to find a job that doesn't work crazy hours yeah. because he was never home with the girls when he worked those crazy hours. He would just get home, sleep, and the girls would just always miss daddy. And my dream was always like, no, I want to be able to have a family. and Like have the dad be present, present you know, yeah. Yes. So now, thankfully to social media, we're able to do that. While you were raising your children, y cuando Mike mm -hmm. estaba trabajando, te tocaba que pues obviamente él no estaba en casa. Was it hard for you to raise your baby while he was gone a lot of the time? I think because it was two, it was tough on me. Um, we When we lived alone in our apartments, I had to take them to doctor's appointments, had to take them here, take them to speech therapy, because my girls did a lot of speech therapy. So we would go, and it was the same routine over and over. And at the time, I was struggling with one twin. She was very a crybaby and stuff. So I felt very lonely at home. Like, I just felt like, what am I even doing, you know? So I just felt very lonely. I think that at times I would just cry at night and just... I was thankful, you know, I know I'm not a single mom and I know he's making money, but I wanted so much more than that. Again, I grew up with my dad and my stepdad and my mom being together all the time that I knew that's what I wanted. I knew him to, I wanted him to be part of parties. I wanted him to be part of family functions, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and just things like that. So I always wanted to make sure that he was home with us. And thankfully now he is. You make a great point. Um, and it's actually, I had seen a TikTok. I mean, bringing up puro TikToks. No, but I I had seen a TikTok. It was a podcast on the I'm platicando about being a stay-at-home mom. I feel like I'm muchas personas que don't see being a stay-at-home mom as something like, oh, it's hard. And it is hard. You know, I have a lot of friends that are mothers that I feel like they don't get the credit they deserve yeah. because it's a lot. I feel like stay-at-home moms never get like time off. Did you ever feel like that overwhelmed with like, fuck, ni tiempo para mi tengo? Yeah, so I, I remember at the time I used to stay up to like ugh, 12, 1, 3 in the morning because that was my 
only time off, you know. Um, the girls always had them in a strict schedule, so they would always be asleep by, like, 9. So I had all those hours that I didn't have throughout the day awake at night. And then the next morning, I would regret it. So I would stay up from, like... Nine o'clock to like what two three in the morning because it was the only times I had off throughout the whole day, and I don't want to say off because being a mom you're always a mom and my girls were really really good. Um, so what I mean is just I'm always on my feet, yeah, always on my feet, always on my feet, cooking, cleaning, always on my feet, changing diapers, yeah, changing diapers. Know. I just want to like, oh, it's your distress time. Yes. I feel like and it's very normal. And you know what's funny in that TikTok, mire muchos comentarios donde muchas de las mamás en los comentarios estaban diciendo yeah like my distress time is any time after 10 p.m like i go to sleep late because i gotta do what i gotta do for myself porque en el día no tengo yes. tiempo para mí and i lost myself in motherhood that's one thing i can say like before i had the girls of course i would work i would buy myself clothes shoes and maybe i didn't have the best style but i would always buy myself stuff and then once i became a mom like i barely bought myself bras after like five oh. years because I just felt mom guilt like I wanted to buy them stuff before me like I want to make sure Mike was okay before me so it was just a mom guilt that would eat me I knew I could buy myself stuff but I'm like I, I can rather pay a bill with this money yeah. than do that so and you know what I remember growing up and seeing my mom in las mismas garras yeah. in the same clothes and I would never understood like why she was wearing the same thing until I became a mother. Did you have a lot of help from Mike cuando él llegaba a la casa? Oh, or llegaba muy cansado? No, that's uh, Mike is amazing. I can't even describe how amazing he is. He is a present father. Like he knew I was so tired that he'll be like, babe, I'll give him a bath. Oh, babe, don't worry, I got this. Or I'll put him to sleep, even though he'll fall asleep with them. But he was so present to this day that I'm just so blessed to the kind of husband and father I got. Hablamos de que pues obviamente being a stay-at-home mom is a hard job and it's not for everyone it's not for the weak toma mucho amor que advice se puedes dar a alguien that's a stay at home mom now que se siente como que they're not doing enough or que se sienten o que están en una situación donde les dicen a alguien que oh it's not that hard being a stay at home mm -hmm. mom don't listen to anyone because at the end of the day <laughs> I want you to put yourself first because if you're not happy, you're not going to have a happy home. You're not going to have happy kids. You're not going to have a happy husband. You're always going to be so unhappy if you're not happy within yourself. Take care of yourself. Buy yourself bras. Buy yourself shirts. Buy yourself whatever you want. Makeup. Your family will be good as long as you're good. So just don't lose yourself because I think you being happy will make everyone else happy. And that was... That was me. Nos cuentas de que you lost yourself in el proceso of being a mom. ¿Qué fue el momento donde tú dijiste, sabes qué? Me perdí, pero me quiero reencontrar porque yo ya no estoy feliz. Y para que mis hijas, como dices tú, para que mis hijas y mi familia sean mm -hmm. feliz, yo tengo que estar in a good state of mind. Was there a moment for you that was like, I need to switch it up? I actually started when I did social media. I remember Mike was working out of town in Louisiana and I was making the girls their birthday party and I just felt so lonely at home making their goodie bags and just stuff like that. And I was just always sit on the couch. I always had headaches. I would not even do my bed. Like I was just in an unhappy place until I was just like, you know what? What am I doing with myself? Like, I do not want to be like this. I don't want to just my daughters remember me. Like, my dad was always working. My mom era amargada. I wouldn't even, like, do nothing. So I just got up the next day. I started waking up at 7 a.m. before the girls woke up. 
got ready, did my makeup, did my bed, made the girls breakfast. We ate, took them to the park. I started, I started to do a whole routine and it made me feel so great as a mother and as a wife and as a person, just myself. Puede pasar, which is super normal. Like, and it's not to shame those that are still in that stage. Mm -hmm. Suele pasar mucho que, you know, you lose yourself. You know, y lo bueno que te puedes tú reencontrar. Mm -hmm. Están casados tú y Mike? Yes, ¿Cómo pasó eso? Cuéntame un poquito más de cómo te pidió matrimonio. ¿Cómo pasó eso? So, Mike proposed to me when COVID was going on. Mm -hmm. He proposed to me. It was Mother's Day, actually. And we were, my mother-in-law just got everyone together. And actually, my mother-in-law's birthday is also on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, you took her light away. So, I remember just, he was, I think, shady. And I remember my friend, too. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I, like, like they were being weird. They were like, being sus. weird. Like, yeah. yeah. And I didn't understand. I'm like, let me find out. I, had yeah. I was like, why are they being so weird? Like, they're not letting me do this or do that or I don't know what. And then um, they ended up putting a blindfold on me. I guess they were decorating outside. And they ended up putting a blindfold on me. I'm like, he's proposing. I had already know. I'm like, let me find out he's proposing. And as soon as I walk out, there's music. And he plays our song. And there's music playing in the back. And there's a heart shape. And it just says, will you marry me with candles on? And he just gets on his knees. And he just proposes to me. And you're like, and I said yes. Uh, said well, yes. What is your guys' song? ¿Qué canción la usted? Um, I think at the time, it was that song. Um, honestly, I, I, it was... ¿Cómo se habla de Jason Aldean? Um, ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo va? You Make It Easy. You Make It Easy by Jason Aldean. Huh. You I'm like, I've easy. never heard that song. And ¿Cómo va? Ah, me canta. Ah, no. ah, I'm like, concierto. I'm going to break it. it was, ¿Cómo va la canción? Like, uh, I've never heard it, I think. I you, don't, you don't have to sing it. Like, oh, just say that like, the lyrics. You, you make it easy. Loving, oh, you make it. ¿Cómo va? ¿Cómo va? Sí, loving you, something like that. La voy a buscar, amiga. Yeah, no bueno it's, it's, que su He's gonna be like, babe, really? He's I thought like, that was our song. He's like, it was. We've moved but on. We don't listen ah. to, that was our high school song. Oh, okay, so okay, I don't okay. remember the last time I heard that song. Ya están en otra etapa. How was that? Well, we actually just got married through court. Okay. When, So um, he does tell me, you want to have a wedding? I'm like, yeah, ¿para qué? Like, yeah, we're yeah. already married, have ya kids. Ya estamos casados, have kids, house, ya tenemos yes. una familia. That's crazy. So, quiero platicar un poquito de tus inicios. Hoy en día te vemos all over social media, pero no siempre fue así. Mm -hmm. ¿Cómo empezó todo esto? What made you start content creating? So I started social media when Mike was out of town working. And I remember it was just my safe place. I was so bored at home that I was just like, let me just make videos, you know? So I just started making videos with my girl's goodie bag and then I stopped and then I started making videos of me cleaning and then I stopped like I couldn't find the one thing that I kind of wanted to not just focus on but like start off with yeah. I guess like something that I really truly liked and I would always cook like I always cook but I never recorded myself so until Mike got back home and I was like baby you want some chipotle bowls I still remember the video and he's like oh yeah like I want some I'm like, okay well, I'm gonna make some And I made chipotle bowls, and I was I decided to record. I remember that day I told Mike, can you go to the room, though? Like, I don't want you to watch me record. And he's like, really, babe? I'm like, I'm serious. Like, I don't want you I don't want you to watch me. And he goes to the room, and he stays there until I'm done cooking. It was probably took me, like, two hours. And he was in there. He's the like, can time. I come out? He'll tell me, like, are you ready yet? I'm like, no, like, stay over there. So I recorded it. I edited I remember my editing skills was so horrible. And I posted it, and I saw, like, I used to always just get 100 likes. And then yeah. I saw it was, like, two. 
thousand. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, people like this. So then I started recording every single meal I would make because I enjoyed cooking. Because Mike, before I even did like the reactions, he always gave me good reactions. Like he would always compliment my food. So I think that was just a little trend going on that he would react to my food. What was that moment or that video where you were like, what the fuck? Like I can actually make this my full time job. Do we have moment así? Yes, I actually made a chorizo tostada. That's Mike's favorite breakfast. I still remember I made him a chorizo tostada. I had chorizo, aguacate, sour cream, salsa verde, and I made him four. And that one took off like big time. And I was like, oh crap. I'm like, you know what? Let me keep doing it. I didn't think it would be a full time career at the time. I just was like, well, let me keep making these. People like it. Until maybe three months later, I got like the first brand deal ever. And I was like, Damn, yeah. like this, I can do this. You get really good brand deals. Like, estamos hablando de marcas que a lo mejor no necesitan promoción, but you be getting them because I'm talking about brands that are so like staple, like mm -hmm. that, like you see at Target, you see mm -hmm. like at your local stores where you feel like, ah, they don't need promotion, pero si tú las agarras esas promoción, mm -hmm. how does that feel? Obviamente, el saber that you've grown so much on your social medias to where you're like, you know what? Like, there's people out there that love my work that want to sponsor me it feels amazing i'm not gonna lie sometimes i do doubt myself like i'm sure other influencers yeah. can relate but i do doubt myself a lot but i always just think about how grateful i am to be where i'm at and i'm so blessed and i always thank god every single day because life is just so much different now like it's so much different was there ever like people in your life in el principio estabas empezando that maybe doubted you or like ay esta que está haciendo que se ponga a cuidar las niñas mejor porque esto no va a sacar ningún fruto social media like especially for hispanics like they're like ah que me estás diciendo que vas a ganar dinero con un video did you ever have people in your life friends family that mm -hmm. doubted you I had my husband's friends like they would kind of like make jokes about it but my mom was always supportive if i had like a hundred likes she'll make 101 likes like they were actually very supportive and they understood you know so i did get made fun of by like my husband's side of the guy friends but other than that people were very supportive and they'll reshare my stuff and they're just so kind nos platicas de que you know you start going viral como te cambia la vida social media it changed my life for the better i can't even think about my life then to now just Mike is able to stay more time home you know now that I make income you would think that I would spend my money like yeah. I would like let me go and buy myself stuff and I still struggle to this day to buy myself stuff because I just think about the hard times that we had that I'm so good at saving money yeah. like I'm just like no I'm gonna save it what if we go broke next month and I save it and you know me and Mike are at the point of our lives that I'm like Let's invest. Let's make money. And like I said, I have a good friend of mine, Jackie, that she's a lawyer and she's a boss lady. Like she invests and she shows me and she, you know, and I told Mike, obviously social media won't be forever, but we'll have investments, you know? So I'm, I'm just thankful. Before you started doing social media, you weren't working, right? No. You were was, a stay-at-home mom. I used to work at a chiropractor office when COVID hit. I okay. Because Mike was laid off. So then you went back and then you stopped going to work, mm -hmm. right? So obviamente going from not making an income, from being a stay-at-home mom to where you kind of felt like you really couldn't help economically mm -hmm. a tu marido... ¿Cómo te sientes ahora que ya puedes, you know, contribute? How do you feel now that you feel like, wow, like I'm making my own money too? 
I used to feel very useless whenever I didn't work. Um, I didn't realize that being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time job. Yeah. You know, it is a full-time job. But I just felt like, oh, because I couldn't bring 50 bucks, 100 bucks when we were struggling financially, um, it made me feel like crap. So now, so now I think it's just a blessing. Like, uh, I feel so happy where I'm at right now in life. I do want to keep going and do more things. And, you know, I want to be able to show other people who want to be content creators how to do this. But I think nowadays there's just so much backlash on content creators that feel like people don't understand that you can make this a full-time career and yeah i know social media won't be full-time but how you deal with your money it's your choice you know y lo que a mí me gusta de ti es que i feel like you're such a success story in the sense of hay mucha gente que mira gente on social media and they're like oh they've been doing this for so many years that's why they got it so good or that's why they're making money you know but you've only been doing this for a year and a half casi dos años mm -hmm. and you know obviously you've seen the growth you've put in the work and it really is a thing of like you know what si tu pudiste there's no excuse mm -hmm. why people can't you know because i feel like social media media is especially now i feel like now it's more accessible because mm -hmm. like you said even influencers like share like yo me acuerdo cuando yo empecé yo empecé haciendo youtube fuck en el 2015 2016 long time ago even though i was making a good no a lot of money, like, uno nunca como que le daba pena decir, I'm making money, you know what I mean, like, even me, I remember in the beginning of my social media career, like, I, when I first started, I always would make jokes about me being broke, because at the time, I was fucking broke, you know, I do that too. but obviously, ya cuando empiezas a ganar, like, I kind of, like, I would say those jokes, but I'm like, okay, I'm not really fucking broke. Like, I would just say them. But then I start started feeling bad because I'm like, okay, these people probably think I'm broke, but I really am not. Yeah. But then I also don't want to be like, oh, I make all this money because tampoco no quiero que piensen que I'm flaunting it or yes. I'm, like, showing it off. I feel like now social media has become a place where, like, it's okay to be like, mm -hmm. I'm making money, y'all. Like, yeah. I can do this. Y'all can too. Especially with TikTok because I feel like that's where you blew up. Yes, I agree. I feel like some of I would like to be able to speak up on that. Like, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. I just feel like right now, at least with some people don't understand that you can make this a full time yeah. career that if you were to share, oh, well, I made this amount of money at brand deal. There's so much hate from it, yeah. too. You know, like they just get so mad that someone's being so successful in it, which is you know, because guys, people just think it's a simple video, which I mean, yeah, it is, but it's work. Yeah. You know? exactly what you said is like what i think too like it's very hard to open up especially about finances because like you want to be real you want to be raw so these people can see how lucrative like the social media business is yo me acuerdo que hace poco literal abrí i was on a podcast chins and giggles no, love I the girls it. and i opened up about you know money i opened up about how much i had made back then on youtube i opened up about like my biggest sponsorship cositas así you know just kind of, like in plática because me i was like you know like it's real it's like i want people to know que like puedes hacer algo de social media and i swear to god people started clipping these videos like alan ice made all this money y empezaron a atacar. and it's funny because days later i was talking about money on my tiktok about like oh like you know i just paid for this it's expensive or like kind of not complaining but just you know talking and there was a lot of people like shut the fuck up like you you made all this money you make this much in this and it's like okay i make all this money or i've made all 
this money, pero no nomás por eso significa que voy a ser pendejo con mi dinero. Uh -huh. Cuando has, at the beginning, obviamente, I was, like, you yeah. get all this money, and you're like, ah, chingas madre, swipe here, swipe there. But it comes a time where you're like, okay, I gotta be smart. Uh -huh. Because como dices tú, no siempre, it's not guaranteed. Gracias a Dios, I've been doing this almost for 10 years, and I haven't been stopping any, and I don't see myself stopping uh -huh. anytime soon. Pero el... ¿Qué puede pasar? Siempre existe. Like you said, yes. what if TikTok gets banned next month and your biggest mm -hmm. income is cut? Okay. You know, what do you, how do you feel about, you know, now that you do social media full time? Like, ¿cómo, cómo te sientes ahora el saber que just sharing your daily life, you know, being a mom, because that's literally your content, being a mom, being a wife, now makes you an income. Um, I think it's mostly my girls it, um, or like my followers. It makes me happy to see comments saying like, you motivate me to record. You motivated me to get up and do my bed. Like those comments is what keeps me going. And regarding all the mean comments that there is, I love to see that I make an, an impact, at least in some people's lives, because I used to be there, you know? So it makes me feel really, really happy where I'm at now. And I want to keep going, you know, I want to keep doing, I want to do a cookbook, seasonings. There's just so many things that I have planned for myself that I'm just, I don't plan on stopping. Y yo sé que lo vas a lograr, honestamente sé que vas a llegar hasta más lejos de lo que tú piensas. Ya para terminar, una de las últimas preguntitas, you know, with social media now, nos comentas de que you get a lot of hate comments mm -hmm. as well as a lot of positive comments. And you also mentioned earlier that, you know, growing up, you were very insecure. And then as you, you know, started posting on social media, sientes como que you became a little bit more insecure. Mm -hmm. How do you deal now with the haters? ¿Cómo le haces tú para bloquear all the negativity and really focus on the positive i started using the blog button <laughs> i blog people um i used to not um or i used to just kill them with kindness because just you know it's better why react sometimes i do react mean to comments because it's hurtful and people yeah. don't understand that you know but i i understand that i'm putting my life out there and regardless you're gonna get hate comments but at the first year i would cry um i remember my biggest mean comment and I was just crying and crying and I wanted to just give it up I wanted to just give up social media I was like I can't do this like it's affecting me and my husband's like even if you don't do social media there's gonna be people friends family that are gonna do this like you know you keep going if that's what you want to do and I just kept going and now I just block people like it doesn't affect me as much sometimes if people are mean about my daughters I am I yeah do. I get hurt but you're like habla de mi pero de mis hijas, hijas no. no yeah do you feel like obviamente nos cuentas de que you know there was a time where you wanted to stop because mm -hmm. you know ya no podías con los comentarios was it anything specific with like like anything that you already felt insecure about that people were like recalcando it wasn't more insecurity was um i got a threat comment on my instagram um someone messaged me and i felt like it was probably someone i knew or i'm not sure because i never i've always been open about having a twin brother but i don't know it just it seems sketchy but i got an instagram message saying i hope one of your twins die the way your brother died and that was what i said i can't do this no more like i told him like i can't like i know as much people like me there's gonna be people and you don't know what they can do it's um, scary so i i feared for my girls i was like so i post them but sometimes i don't but they love it like I, i'll try to send you a video but my girls just put their phone and they do what i do hi guys today i'm gonna be doing this and it's just so sweet like they love it but it took me a long time do you feel like after you know that threat do you feel like now that you go out in public especially with the girls te sientes como like oh shit i gotta watch out like uno nunca sabe. because it really is yeah. like that you know i've gotten threat comments before too or even messages mm -hmm. especially cuando te funan you know when you're yeah. getting canceled it's happened to me a lot of times on the man mandado mensajes yo obviamente 
aquí estoy, no me ha pasado nada, gracias a Dios. Pero, like, sí te pone como un susto. Like, even in the moment, you're like, ah, me vale verga, a ver, que vengan a hacer lo que quieran hacer. But then you're like, you're out and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, like, I just got fucking threatened yesterday. Like, yeah. ya que ando en la calle, was that, has that ever happened to you? Where, like, now when you go out with your girls, you're like... Cautious. Definitely. I remember once I got a message saying, is your daughters ever with you? Like, I never see them and you never take them to the store because I'm scared. Like, if their dad's home, I'll just leave them. If I have to take them, then I'll take them with me. Or if we're all together as a family, then I'll take them. But it's the only reason I don't take my girls. Even before I would do social media, my older sister used to tell me, why don't you take them to the park or do this when you're by yourself? I'm like, I'm scared. Yeah. There's an awful world. What if I look away and one of them runs the other way and I miss out? Like, you know, like I just can't. I have two. It was really, really tough to do things on my own in public with my anxiety of something happening to them. So I never really did till this day. I'm really, really, and my girls are so friendly. They will talk to the strangest person yeah. ever. And I've already told them, you can't talk to strangers. So I'm, I'm always terrified. If Mike's not with me, I'm terrified. Everyone like, me quedo en casa. Me quedo en casa. But I feel like that's also something great because like you said, like you got to be cautious. You got to be careful. Like there might be a lot of people that love your girls, but there might be that one person that has ill intentions. Mm -hmm. There might be that one person que te quiere hacer daño, quiere hacerles daños a ella. So it's better to be cautious, prevenida, mm -hmm. que algo te pase. Yes, you know? Ya para terminar, quiero preguntarte a ti, ¿en dónde te miras tú en los próximos cinco años? Um, five years i do want to be able to have my own cookbook maybe seasonings and i do want to invest in like real estate a lot so in five years that is my goal maybe a baby because mike is asking for a baby now so in five years that's where i see myself ¿Qué tal que agarres otros twins? is that a thing is that possible well my in my family runs twice mm -hmm. but Like back to back? Back to back. No, the first ones were twins and then she had another one. It was a boy and then she had the other ones were... Uh, How twins. crazy would it be if you have twins again? No, no, no. no I know. No, I'm going to come back to this video. We're going to come back. <laughs> I, I made it happen, you guys. But that's crazy. Si pasa, pues obviamente pasó y Dios lo quiso así. Yes. But I'm so happy que estuviese aquí con nosotros. En verdad que sí. Disfruté mucho esta plática. I really enjoyed getting to meet you a little bit more. Tú dímelo, amiga. I want you to know that I saw a comment, right? When you did uh, Fabiana, and uh -huh. you did theirs, and there was a rude comment that said, not him bringing just strangers or people at this point. I want you to know that you are changing the beginning. Influencers are barely starting life. Like, this was Thank a big you. opportunity. So, I don't want you to ever see, like, oh, they're just random people because you are, you're starting our career. Cuando yo miro comentarios así, like, because I do get them a lot. Like, oh my God, Alan is bringing nobodies. And I'm like, girl, like, what do you mean? Y luego, sabes que, ya, perfecto que traes eso. I get a lot of people que me dicen, bring your fans. Bring people, like, your average person. And I'm like, okay, like, the people that I'm bringing on that have followers are your average people. And I love the fact that I'm able to sit down with you y conocerte un poquito más de lo que posiblemente tuvieras posteado and to me like me vale si tienes a thousand two thousand five hundred thousand a million I've had people here with like ten million I've had people here with like a hundred thousand followers and to me it's like lo que me importa es la historia porque todos tenemos una historia and we've all gone through it and I feel like puede ver personitas that can relate so much to you mm -hmm. and I'm really happy que estés yes. aquí no, no mires esos comentarios honestamente I see them all the 
time. And all I want to say, you guys, a mí no me importa. This is not the podcast where we're just doing people with a lot of followers. I have gotten to the point, people ask me about the fans, like bring mm -hmm. a fan. I would always say no, only because pues grabamos aquí yeah, en la casa. Pero ya que ya tenemos un lugar en donde vamos a grabar, that's something that I want to yeah. do. I really appreciate you, you taking the time. I know you were nervous. I know you were mm -hmm. shy. Ayer cuando we got on the call, you guys, I was like, let me get on the call with her yes. para que esté más tranquilita. Yes. But I really do appreciate it. It's such a smooth process, so thank you. Thank you. No, en verdad que sí, amigas. I love you. I love your story. Y yo sé que ya también en casita les encantó este episodio. If you guys want to go ahead and follow it, so ahí les voy a dejar todas sus plataformas down below as well as on the screen. Y también no se les olvide to follow me on all my social medias so you guys won't miss any future episodes. And with that being said, thank you once again. Thank you. Bye, guys. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Yay. Yay. You did so good. I loved it. Oh. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.